the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is paid for by Mike Boyle. He spent over 40 years in and around the restaurant industry. He's been an owner and an operator. He's a member of the Colorado Restaurant Hall of Fame. For over 30 years, his radio shows have been keeping you updated on the ever-changing Colorado restaurant scene, where he invites you to join him, both on the air and for meals at area restaurants. He's Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is the Restaurant Show on Newstalk 710 KNUS. It is Saturday, October 28th, and you know what? It's cold out. I don't know if you got out this morning. It's cold out. We just had snow flurries go through Castle Rock. There's a good, there's a good inch or two on the ground. But you know what? It made me think, do you know what I have in common with Taylor Swift (laughs) certainly not our checkbook but uh, neither one of us will be going to the Bronco game tomorrow now I'm a Bronco fan and I know that Taylor is a Kansas City Chief fan they'll be playing the Chiefs tomorrow but we're not going to the game neither one of us is going to the game and I will tell you this if you are out there and you are thinking of calling me and giving me a good price on your Broncos season tickets. If you're thinking about giving me your tickets for free, don't waste your time. Because I'm going to be snuggy warm in front of the fireplace watching the Broncos take on the Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow. 303-696-1971 if you'd like to give me a call. Had a busy week. We've got a nice travel segment for you. We have an interview with an author named Jim Shockey about his book, Call Me Hunter. Interesting book. Did you see the headline in the uh, paper this week? Denver Art Museum has been quietly removing plundered artworks from its website without explanation. The thousand-year-old Indian statue sat in Denver Art Museum's Asian art collection for six decades. Anyway, it has been taken down. And uh, you know what? That's what the book Call Me Hunter is about. Did you know that 
behind drug trafficking and human trafficking. Supposedly, art theft is the third largest dollar criminal enterprise in the world. So anyway, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Also, a restaurant that I consider to be almost iconic is closing after 25 years. And you old-timers, you may remember when I did a show with Sam's Number 3 in Aurora on Havana. I'll bet you we did the St. Patrick's show there for a good 10 years. They used to make a big deal of it. You remember they used to put out a big plate of corn, beef, and cabbage. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Domino's. I'm going to tell you about Tacos El Matate. I'm going to tell you how to return a book that you get from Amazon or a package that you get from Amazon. I learned how to do that this week. And I got word this week that my vote has been counted. I voted no, no, no. I only voted once, but I was thinking no, no, no on Proposition HH. In Douglas County, I voted no on 5A. I voted no on 5B. I'm going to tell you how I voted for candidates. Don't forget to get your ballot in. It's our right as Americans. All right, you're so vain by Carly Simon. Let's go and take a break and come back and get started here on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. After 3 o'clock here on the Restaurant Show, happy to have you aboard. Going to take you up until 5 o'clock. Be back tomorrow with another show from 10 o'clock until noon. Did you know that today is National Chocolate Day? Have you had your chocolate today? Coming up on uh, Tuesday is Halloween. It is the largest candy day of the year. I will be giving kids that wander through my neighborhood... I go and I get full-size Hershey chocolate bars. Yeah, I'm that house. I'm the house that has the full-size bars. I'm not the guy that goes to Walmart and gets a bag of about five pounds of Reese's little tiny peanut butter cups or Snickers. I get the full-size Hershey milk chocolate. Hershey chocolate, and when the little kitties ring the doorbell, the dog goes crazy, but then we open the door, and they're all happy to see him. He's happy to see them, and I ask him, would you like a full-size Hershey bar? And they go, oh, yeah, okay, they get stoked about that. 303-696-1971, it's National Chocolate Day today. It is also... National Make a Difference Day. Have you done something to make a difference today? You know what? I think if all of us focused on uh, making a difference every day, it would be a better place. It's also National First Responder Day. So if you happen to be out and about and you see a police officer or a firefighter, maybe a nurse, maybe somebody in scrubs, 
you know what? It wouldn't hurt to buy them a cup of coffee or a soda or uh, or maybe even a late lunch or early dinner on National First Responder Day. Um, speaking of, I got a text message this week. I, you don't know how you wind up on this stuff. Anyway, um, hi, Mike. This is Allison with Coloradans for Safer Neighborhoods. If you are anything like me, you care deeply about the safety of our children at school. First of all, that's a term that I'm not comfortable with. I'm not comfortable with our children. I would prefer that we each focus on our own, but according to Hillary, it takes a village. That's why Coloradans for Safer Neighborhoods proudly endorsed David DiCarlo. David DiCarlo is running for school district in uh, Douglas County. I voted for David. Um, He's the only candidate with a solid plan to secure our schools against deranged, violent attackers. You know, so what I did was I responded, and I said, I've already voted for David and encouraged my listeners at the recommendation of George Teal. He's our county, one of our county commissioners out here, to do so as well. I know many have. Yes, safety is a concern, but the local Douglas County Police and Sheriff Departments do a good job. Douglas County schools are generally safe. No amount of allocated funds will create a perfect school environment. Therefore, I voted no on 5A, 5B. Again, sharing my thoughts with others, if elected, I suggest David, David DiCarlo, and other board members focus on improving student classroom performance by holding administrators, maybe cutting out a few administrators, teachers and student parents accountable and expecting results. Ask him to please use the money already allocated to schools judiciously. So um, anyway, I thought that I would share that with you. Thoughts, 303-696-1971. Since I told you I voted for David DiCarlo, I probably ought to tell you that I also voted in District A for Andy Jones. And in District F, I voted for Maria Sumnich. So 303-696-1971. If you've checked out my website, I'm pretty excited about this. If you checked out my website, MikeBoyle.com, you would notice that today we posted a a new blog. Got a nice email from Chris and Holly, and Chris said, "Mike, uh, you travel. I'll paraphrase. You travel so light. Uh, you always take a carry-on. You never check a bag." My my travel philosophy is take less clothes and take more money. That'll be the secret to a good vacation. He said, would you share with me some thoughts? So I spoke with Chris, and I shared a lot of thoughts last Sunday. Not only did I share thoughts, I'm a guy. I got my daughter on because she travels the same way I do to give the perspective from the female side. And anyway, so I wrote a blog and posted that on my website at MikeBoyle.com. But also this week, we have taken steps to begin a blog. You can listen Saturday 3 to 5, Sunday 10 to noon. If you miss the shows, 
all or any part of, you can obviously go to the station website. But to listen to it, what you'd have to do is you'd go to KNUS's website, then you go to program guide, then you go to the day, Saturday, click, then you go down and you see Mike Boyle Restaurant Show, click on that, then you find out which show you missed, which show, which hour, click on that and you can listen. Well, we have now set up a link on the website where you can just click on MikeBoyle.com, click on the podcast, and you can listen to it. But in addition to that, we're going to start, we going to be me, Ed Wilkes, the webmaster, Mark Crowley at the station. I will start an audio podcast. I'm going to record the first one this week. We hope to throw the switch sometime before the middle of November. So it will be completely different. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever you feel like listening, you will hear me do an hour on restaurants, travel, movies, books, sports, and whatever we feel like talking about that will be a little different. Okay, let's take a break. It's time for a new feature on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show, where we talk about restaurants, movies, books, sports, and travel. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. That's right. We all like to travel, and road trips, local, regional, on less than a tank of gas, are the best. Brought to you by Castle Rock Autoplex, where whether new or used, you can have your choice of Chevys, Fords, Jeeps, and more. So let's hit the road with Mike. All right, 23.25 is the time, and I took a little road trip. Hey, I put my money where my mouth is. It was a good day on Thursday. Sun was out. The roads were dry. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to load Bailey the Mexican street dog in the car, and we're going to take a little drive. We drove out of Castle Rock, south on I-25, went through Colorado Springs to Nevada Street, went south Nevada Street on the south side of town, busy, busy street, a lot of different places down there. Well, if you continue south, you'll go past the turnoff for the Broadmoor. You'll go past the entrance to Fort Carson, and it becomes Highway 115. And if you continue that, it goes diagonally towards Canyon City. Uh, used to be really just a nice, uh, not very heavily traveled two-lane road. Well... Colorado's growing. That area's growing. So it is now under construction. There's a lot of construction. They're widening it to four lanes most of the way. So you don't go through one of these situations where they close it for 10, 15, 20 minutes for traffic, or they close it one direction or the other. But you, you just have to, so there's a cone zone just about all the way. So you got to take it easy. And there's a lot of dump trucks in front of you going a little bit slower because they got to turn off with their load but it's still a beautiful drive and you go down by the juniper valley ranch if you've never been there it's been around for well over 50 years and they serve family style dining and you go in and you sit down and you just get this big bowl of fried chicken 
and a big bowl of mashed potatoes and brown gravy. It's just wonderful, wonderful. If you're going to go, I would suggest making sure that uh, you check the hours because they've always had very limited hours, and a lot of times they close for the season. I did not stop. I was there in the daytime, and they're a nighttime-only place, but I continued on down. I went through Penrose, and when I got to Highway 50, if I'd have gone east, it would have been to Pueblo. If I would have gone west, it would have been to Canyon City. Remember you old-timers when uh, the Canyon Inn in Canyon City was owned by a guy named Jerry Robinson? What a great, great guy. His general manager, Blaine Heckert, when they used to make movies down there, well, when those stars would stay in the rooms at the Canyon Inn, they'd have a nice wooden plaque on the door. John Wayne slept here. Um, Branson slept here. All, you know, all the stars. And uh, then, of course, we did a couple shows with Mark Gretzka, the guy that owns the Royal Gorge Railroad. Uh, we did a couple shows out at the Royal Gorge over the years, but I didn't go to Kansas City, uh, Kenyan City. I kept going on 115. I crossed over 50, and about five, six miles to the south is a town called Florence. And um, the Arkansas River goes through there. There were beautiful, beautiful fall colors around the river. They've got those big, big aspens, and the fall colors were in full bloom. A while back, I interviewed an author named Jack Carr, C-A-R-R. Jack Carr is a former Navy SEAL, spent 20 years in the Navy, uh, got out, started writing books. His first book was called The Terminal List, and um, that was turned into a recent television series with Chris Pratt. They are trying to figure out the second season, but tells you he's pretty popular. His latest book, Only the Dead, came out last May. We had him on. He came through town in a book signing. Uh, I know some of you went to that. Well, in the book, his hero, James Reese, confined at Florence, at Supermax, not because he's a criminal, but because they're trying to keep him isolated for some reasons. I'm not going to share the book with you. But then when he gets out, he cannot wait to go to Florence and go to the Husky Burger, H-U-S-K-Y. That is the mascot of the school team down there. And I said, you know what, I've read the book. This happens a lot. I read books and it talks about, you read a Conley book about Harry Bosch in L.A. going into Koreatown and having a meal or going over to Felipe's and getting one of their famous Philly cheesesteak sandwiches or C.J. Box writes about restaurants that he goes to up in Wyoming or Montana. So we drove down and went to the Husky Burger. And uh, very nice. The guy used to be the executive chef at CSU Pueblo, and um, his name is Steve, and he suggested that I have the Husky Burger. Well, I know you're saying a burger, you know, you're going to pass, what, 500 burger places between your house and Florence to get a burger? But it was really unique. He did a green chili-type sauce on it, and... I'll tell you this, it was worth the drive. It was in a nice historic building. 
He's also known for the bratwurst, so he brought me a brat that was absolutely terrific. Great French fries. You know, it was just old-time Americana. The old main, it's called Main Street. And the buildings, you know, this building, you know how they put up at the top of the building, 1926 and 1932. So while we were down there, I figured I'm also going to stop at a place that has a restaurant in Colorado Springs called Papa's. Papa's Italian, Papa's Pizza. It's right there in Florence. So all of these places are in these historic buildings. It's an easy drive. You might like to do it. And um, went in there. I've had a Papa's Pizza. They've got a location in Colorado Springs, and but I, I, you know, I didn't want to have a pizza. I got a calzone. I got the meat lovers calzone. It was just stuffed with sausage and pepperoni, and it was really good. Now, there are times when I'll eat two, three, even four. Believe it or not lunches in one day maybe i'll go and have one at 11 o'clock and i'll have something light and then maybe i'll go and have another one at 12 o'clock and then maybe i'll go and i'll have another one at one o'clock because i've got this route planned where i want to go see different stuff so i did not eat the calzone but i took it with me brought some sauce some marinara sauce and I reheated it when I got home, and it heated up really, really well. Now, you say, Mike, I don't want to drive to Florence for a burger. I don't want to drive to Florence for the calzone. Hey, for the calzone, you only have to drive to uh, Northgate and I-25 on Color- on, uh, in Colorado Springs, you know, right near the Bass Pro Shop. Then we left, and when we drove out of Florence and we got back to Highway 50, well, we went east towards Pueblo because I have gotten a couple calls from a listener, Eric, Eric Manning, lives over there near Stapleton. He's out of Pueblo, and he says, you have got to go to Ian's Pizza. I-A-N-N-E apostrophe S. That is the last name of the husband and wife migrated from Italy that started it in Pueblo in 1945. Their kids took it over. Their kids took it over. And their kids are now running it fourth generation and he said, you have got to get the pizza. And after he called, a number of listeners have called and said, yeah, it's really good. And another caller said, you got to get the grinder. The grinder is really good. And you get a side of pizza sauce and you bring that with you. So when you reheat the grinder, you can dip it in the pizza sauce. So I stopped off <coughs> at Ian's Pizza on Northern Avenue in Pueblo and, uh, when my pizza, she said, that the lady was so nice. Her name is Linda. Linda was born and raised in Pueblo. And when she became an adult, she went to work for the ironworks there. Her dad, she grew up in the Ian's Pizza neighborhood, about two blocks from the place. Her dad was a Pueblo cop 
who was the beat cop when they walked beats. I mean, you remember that, some of you old, you know, some of you that live in more urban environments. He would walk the beat. Brought her when she was just a kid. So when she got laid off, they said, well, we need somebody to come to work. That was 46 years ago. We got to take a break. But when we come back, I'm going to tell you more about IN's Pizza, more about the grinder. I'm going to tell you about Pete Coors' favorite restaurant I stopped at. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. You know, we just did a spot for Joyce's Famous Pizza, did an event with them uh, about three weeks ago, talking about IN's Pizza in Pueblo. So when it came out, like I said, I've already had lunch, I've already been nibbling on stuff, but they had a personal pizza. They make their own Italian sausage. And um, so I'm talking to Linda, been there 46 years. Like I said, she grew up two blocks from the place. Her dad was the beat cop. I mean, that's her world. And uh, so I got the pizza, and I thought, well, you always like to see how a pizza reheats. But I said, I'm eating some of this while it's nice and fresh. It was good. You listeners that told me to stop by Ian's Pizza. Like I said, it started in 1945. It's on the south side, older part of town, Northern Avenue. (laughs) I will tell you this. As much money as they have made over the years, as many pizzas and grinders as they have sold, they have not put it into decor. If that building has been painted since 1945, you wouldn't know it by me. But and when you get in, there's no windows. It's the old red vinyl booth, but I'm telling you what, their food is really, really good and they are really nice people. So then I got a grinder. I did get the side of pizza sauce like I was instructed by listeners and uh, loaded back in the car and then I turned right on Ordman Street going north, and I went up to Lincoln. I made a right turn, taking me back towards the freeway. Lincoln becomes 4th Street in downtown Pueblo. And I stopped off at Gray's Coors Tavern. Started in 1934. And it's got the old Coors sign out front. And I said to myself... Listeners, Ronnie up in Greeley, some of the rest of you have said, you got to get a slopper. And I just said to Didi, the bartender, I said, Didi, I can't eat a slopper. I'm just too full. She said, but you got to have our green chili. So I had some green chili at Gray's Coors Tavern. And she said, the next time you come down, get a slopper and then take an SOB to go. Sausage on a bun. And 
they get their sauces. They don't make theirs like I like Anne's does. But uh, anyway, so then she says, but how about a beer? Mm, yeah, okay. It's only about an hour and a half drive back to Castle Rock. I got time for a beer. Um, they serve Coors Banquet on tap. And they serve it in a schooner. You know what a schooner is. It's one of those that it just takes your whole hand underneath holding it or two hands if you got small hands. And I know that technically you're probably not supposed to drink your beer in a frosted glass. You know, you don't want, you don't want the beer to become diluted. But I figured, listen, first of all, when I drink a beer, it doesn't stick around long anyway. So I had one of those, and it was so good. It was a warm day on Thursday. It was so good. They've got a patio where you can sit outside. I sat inside. Bailey was just resting in the car. It was so good that I took a picture of the... um, mirror behind the old bar. I mean, the place has been around since 1934. And it says Coors Tavern with the Coors sign above it. And then there's a picture of me holding my schooner. And I sent it to Pete Coors. Sent him a text message. Ice cold schooner at Gray's Coors Tavern in Pueblo. Doesn't get any better, Pete. He wrote me back. My favorite bar and restaurant anywhere. And the sliders, bam. That's from Pete Coors. So anyway, then we jumped in the car and uh, headed on back to Castle Rock. So that's, you know, I think that, you know, listen, I think that a lot of people, you know, maybe you live in Pueblo. Maybe you have friends come to Pueblo. Maybe your kid wants to go to CSU Pueblo so you go down. And what do you do? You book a room at the Comfort Inn, and you go to eat at the Outback. But there's some really neat. How about the Pass Key? The Pass Key has been around for years. There's some really neat places in every town in America. So I just thought I would share a little bit of that road trip with you. Uh, a little closer to home. Matter of fact, a lot closer to home. Sam's number three will close one of its locations at the end of the year. The diner, with restaurants in Denver and Aurora, is famous for its kickin' pork green chili. This is just last week. A popular diner in Aurora is preparing to serve its last plates of green chili and close up shop by year's end. Sam's Number 3 announced last Wednesday it will close its location at 2580 South Havana Street in Aurora after 25 years as a fixture in the suburb. Remember when they took it over? They used to be a Coco's, you old-timers. It used to be a Coco's, and they took it over, and it's been rocking ever since. The other Sam's Number 3 locations in downtown Denver and Glendale will remain open, the note said. Speaking by phone, Sam's Number 3 Vice President Patrick Armitas and by the way, um, for those for the guy that always every time I say Patrick Armitas or Sam or Alex tells me I'm mispronouncing the name, don't bother. No, I'm not. I know that that's how they pronounce it. 
said that there is a time clock ticking on the Aurora location the moment they signed the lease, which ended in July. The business has been operating month to month since then and plans to close on December 31st. But there's hopes for fans yet. Armitas said he and his father, Spiro, and his brother Sam and Alex plan to scout new locations to reopen the restaurant. They will be looking in Aurora as well as other cities. <clears throat> as an ownership group, we work our restaurants. Patrick ran the one in Aurora, Alex runs the, runs the one in Glendale, and Sam runs the one downtown. As an ownership group, we work our restaurants. We don't have time to go around and shop properties. By closing, this gives us the opportunity to shop for a new location. Greek immigrant Sam Armitas, the restaurant's namesake, opened his first diner in Denver in 1927 near the intersection of 15th and Curtis across the street from where the current Denver location stands. It began as a tiny 19-stool soda fountain-style counter that sold mostly hot dogs, burgers, and red chili, according to the Denver Post's previous reporting. There were other locations in the city, too, but only Lucky Number 3 survived and eventually expanded the rural location opened in 1998. Sam's Number 3 is famous for its kickin' pork green chili, which has been featured on Guy Fieri's diners, drive-ins, and dives. The restaurants, average, the restaurants sell an average of 60 gallons of the green chili per day. Folks, that's a lot of green chili. In the closing announcement, the owners thanked staff, calling them the heart and soul of the business. Patrick Armitas, who took over the Aurora location at age 24, he's now 49, said that the average tenure of a server there is 18 years. It's not just that we've been at this location for 25 years that hurts. It's that we have staff that's been here with us for over 20 years in this location, adding that the staff will be welcome at Sam's number three other locations. He ended by saying, it's bittersweet. They are three of the nicest young men you will ever meet. And um, good Greek boys. You know, they participate in the Greek festival where I was broadcasting here. What was it, about a month and a half, two months ago? I've got to tell you a story. I was sitting with Patrick, and he had just gotten married. And... The Greeks, and I'm sure it's this way, you know, I'm an only child, and I was the child of older parents, and, and so there weren't a lot of, I never, I've never had a grandparent. There was, you know, not a tremendous family focus, but there's an awful lot of ethnicities, and Greeks being one of them, that really focus on the family and multi-generation, <laughs> and so this was probably, I'll bet you it was close to 20 years ago. It was St. Patrick's Day. I'm in the restaurant. I'm broadcasting. It's going crazy because they sold just copious amounts of corned beef and cabbage on St. Patrick's Day. We had just a mob there. We gave a good price on it. It was a lot of fun. And I said, you know, Patrick, you got married and... um, 
uh, I've met your mom and I've met your brothers and I've met their wives and their families. I said, um, have you seen the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding? <laughs> and he looked at me and laughed and said, Mike, I live it. I live it every single day. But they're wonderful, wonderful people. And if you want to go get a good breakfast, a good lunch, big plates of food, reasonable prices, Sam's number three is still open in Glendale and open downtown. All right, let's do this. Let's go ahead and take a break. If you want to give me a call, I'd love to hear from you, 303-696-1971. But I've got a stack of stuff to talk about, and we'll get back to more of them when we come back on the restaurant show. Time and we just talked about uh, Sam's number three at 2580 South Havana closing December 31st in Aurora. I've got another place for you that you might want to check out. Our studios are at 225 and Parker Road. So when I'm there during the week doing some recording, um, doing a couple uh, chores that I need to do. I, I talked to the guys because, you know, they they want to slip out. And they told me to go to Chambers in Mexico and go to a place called Tacos El Matate. And Matate, I'm, I, I'm having a little trouble figuring it out. If you look it up in Spanish, in the Spanish translation, it does not translate. But if you can find a definition of a matate. It's like a stone bowl where they grind the corn and that type of stuff. Now, I, I you know I also think that a thing where you grind the corn and where it holds your is called a mocojete. So anyway, I, I I never really completely got a handle on the name, but it's called tacos el matate, and. It's just one, it's like one of those 7-Elevens that has been converted to, you know, 7-Eleven moved on, got a better location, whatever they did, and these folks took it over. It's at 1792 South Chambers at Mexico. And you go in... And they have not only tacos, but they have burritos and they have tortas, which, of course, sandwiches. And I saw some people get burritos that were just huge. And I saw a guy eating a torta that was about the size of a football. Um, I wanted to go with the tacos. So I got a fish, steak, and chicken. I got three of them. And you know how they serve them. They take the corn tortillas and they have two of them, and then they put the ingredients, they serve it open face, and uh, they've got a little salsa bar there. I went and got some pico de gallo, I got some verde, and um, uh, it was really good. They serve it with a nice lime, you squeeze it, and they've got a couple tables outside. I'm, I'm telling you, 
I, I know it's 3.56, and some of you say, well, honey, maybe we should go and have a nice dinner before the You don't go there to have a nice lunch or a nice dinner. You go there to get some good food, but it was just really good, and I appreciate, uh, you know, that spot we just did for HBS Trash Services, was the voice was Jim Nichols, and uh, Jim Nichols is one of our production guys. He's the guy that helps me on the audio books that I've done. I got one out, and I just completed another one that will be coming out here probably in about two or three weeks. But he's the guy that told me about it, and I went over there, and, man, it was really, really good. So that might be a suggestion for you. Listen, I don't think that if you're in Lakewood, you want to drive over to 1792 South Chambers in Mexico to get the tacos, but because there's plenty of them on your side of town. But it, it was it was really very good. Um we talked a little bit about, we talked a lot about pizza down at Ian's Pizza in Pueblo, and we did a spot for Joyce's Famous Pizza. If you've watched football and um, you've seen Domino's commercials, and have you seen that stuffed garlic cheese bread that they're advertising? I live at Plum Creek in Castle Rock. And about a mile from here, Crystal Valley, uh, let's call it a satellite Domino's. Okay, it's one of the smaller prints, uh, primarily delivery for all the people that live in Crystal Valley. But I got a card that says uh, you can get it for $6.99. They've got a mix and match, two items or more for $6.99. So in other words, 7 bucks, 14 bucks for two items. And I went down and I got those things, and they were great. They were good. I know Domino's, one of the largest pizza companies in the country, one of the largest pizza companies in the world, but it's locally owned and operated. It's part of the franchise group that has Parker, uh, the other store in Castle Rock down near Wilcox Street. But if, if you're looking for something for the Bronco game tomorrow, um, yeah, there's plenty of independent places that you could try. But think about your local Domino's franchise and get that garlic stuff, cheese bread, whatever it's called, and ask about the sauces. They do charge for the sauces. I got the hot buffalo and I got a um, a garlic ranch. If they were dipping, man, they were really, really good. All right, let's do this. Let's go ahead and take a break. We've got another hour of the restaurant show taking you on up until 5 o'clock. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is News Talk 710 AUS. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.